Bro, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, welcome back to Midnight Monumental. It's been a minute. Uh, I've been neglecting this podcast like I said I wouldn't. But, you know, not many people have incentives to do a podcast like Arn Arnold over here. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's been almost two months since our last episode has been up. A lot has happened, I guess you could say, uh, throughout these two months that we got to address today. Uh, we got a nice one for you. Just in the evening, if you're just sitting down, relaxing, doing homework, whatever you do, and just have us in the background, just... Join the conversation. I got a oh, film no. camera. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I bought mean, a laptop. It's not a joke. I mean, like, you know, I did get a film camera. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not joking either. Um, so we just, uh, we just created a form that if you guys want to submit any topics for us, we have a Google form. The link to it will be in the bio of our Instagram. So if you just want to check us out on Instagram. It's Midnight Monumental, just all lowercase. Don't don't worry, just find us on there. If you're on YouTube, the link to it will also be in the description. If you're on Spotify, uh, don't really know what to tell you there. But just check us out. Submit a topic if you guys really want us to talk about something. If you have any questions for us, anything like that, just hit up that Google form. We'll look at the responses. Yeah, because we have very little originality, and we don't know anything, anything to talk about. So, like, uh, yeah, our brain power. You guys um, give us ideas, and then we steal it, and then we don't give you credit. And yeah. <laughs> anyways, Snow White, everybody. It turns out, it turns out, Rachel Zegler. Who recently just made her first her film debut? Not first. That makes no sense. Um, her film debut on the remake of West Side Story that now actually got nominated for a few Academy Awards. But we will get to the Academy Awards in just a second. But uh, turns out that she's actually she's gotten backlash back in January about um, playing Snow White because she is of Latina descent. Latina descent. Um, so, you know, so, uh, a lot of people who are just fans of Snow White and who are fans of canon, you know, uh, they don't approve of it, which is, you know, shocking. Uh, also there has been some backlash by, um, Pete Dinklage, who recently played in the movie Cyrano. Uh, he recently, uh, stated his opinion on the movie title which is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and how he believes that is insulting due to, you know, obviously, um, considering, you know, um, shorter people, dwarfs, you know what I mean? Uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, also recently, what I was going to say was um, two days ago, they were building one of the sets for one of the scenes and it was completely made out of wood. Uh, and it turns out that one of the one of the parts of the set caught on fire. Uh, luckily, no one was hurt. Everybody got on time. You know, it's just, uh, you know, something happened and it caught on fire. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Arnold? What's going on? Oh, well, of course, Disney coming at us again with another live action remake of... This time they're pulling up Snow White, and it's directed by Mark Webb, who Ignacio basically uh, fell in love with last episode. I'm, I'm just kidding. But um, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like for Snow White, her race isn't really integral to like her character. So it's kind of just like, who really cares what race she is? whoever like whoever's playing her like who cares like it, it her it's really not that deep i guess you could say uh, it, like and plus if people are worried about representation and stuff like that uh i think i've seen somewhere that white people are like oh we're gonna lose our representation 
like 95% of the Disney princesses are white. So are we are we really losing representation when one like when one interpretation of the character isn't exactly white? And if you don't like it, then just don't watch it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like Disney was kind of excited and pretty hyped on the fact that, you know, they had a Latina actress, uh, you know, play Snow White now because of the fact that, you know, I guess it's the kind of diversity they should have in their movies, or at least that's what they feel is necessary, which is great. I mean, you know, of course, we should definitely have some diversity in our movies. I mean, you know, uh, even a movie like West Side Story, um, original movie was not very diverse i mean great yeah it was kind of diverse i mean a few of the actors were you know white obviously but like you know for the uh sharks for the 1961 version of west side story you know there were very few puerto puerto ricans and then like and then um it's a few people who were just painted in like such dark colors in order to uh you know uh Puerto Ricans, you know what I mean? Um, especially Puerto Rican actors and actresses, like, like, um, uh, what's her face? My mind's drawing a blank. Uh, a girl who played uh, the 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 woman who played the original Anita, but oh my gosh, uh, her name's I'm, I'm drawing a blank over here. This is embarrassing, but anyways, Don't you have your computer right next to you. Let me just, uh, West Side Story, ladies and gentlemen. Well, anyways, before I, you know, pause, uh, basically, Rita Moreno, Rita Moreno, that's her name. Sorry, Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno is of Puerto Rican descent. Uh, she's Puerto Rican. And, um, and when she was on the set of West Side Story back in 1961, even though she had darker skin color, they still chose to paint her, you know, darker which was shocking you know what i mean but uh with with this new remake i mean steven spielberg definitely um he definitely kind of just embraced all the uh all the aspects of diversity whether it was like skin tone and he didn't really care too much i i, I mean I, i'm i sound a little ignorant when i'm talking about this topic i understand because you know i know very little about like this type of information so it's kind of embarrassing but um you know but yeah, that's pretty much it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's talk about Ukraine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, boy, that's one of the big things that happened while we were gone. Russia invades Ukraine, basically disrupting world peace in Europe. Wow. Very interesting stuff. Putin's basically gone crazy, I'd say. Him going out and just saying that, oh... We want Ukraine because it used to be a part of Soviet territory. It's kind of just like, what? I mean, Ukraine is a sovereign nation, and everybody else in the world, like, believes that. So, I feel, they even got, Russia even got Switzerland to break its neutrality after so long. Like, not even Nazi Germany got Switzerland to break its neutrality. No, like, Putin did it. You know you messed up. You know you messed up. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, war, this is not a joke, by the way. Uh, speaking of war, you did tell me that your grandfather, you had some of his World War II letters. Can you tell us yeah. about that? Yeah. So my great grandfather did serve during World War II. I don't remember if he was drafted or not, but. Um, he served he worked in the pacific theater he fought the japanese and he was there um when they surrendered in okinawa uh and my great uncle found his letters he wrote a lot of letters to my great grandmother during his time in the military and he started off um in Louisiana, he was in boot camp training in Louisiana, all that type of stuff. Then got moved to Texas, and then finally, then went over to Japan. I'm trying to find them right now. I'm trying to find the latest edition that I got.
But yeah, my great uncle like compiled all of the letters. They were written in like cursive, so he was able to write them all out and type them up. It's just interesting because I'm in possession of a first, like, what is it called? I, I don't remember what's, I'm drawing a blank on, like, what's it called? Primary <laughs> source. I'm, I, it's, I, I'm in possession of a primary source right now. And I thought it was crazy reading these letters because um, I have a primary source from a family member in who fought during World War II, and now almost 100 years later, there's a possibility of World War III. So I just think this whole Ukraine situation is insane. And me being able to read these letters and hear, and not hear, but read the thoughts of somebody going through that time, it's like, who knows what the documentation for if we do have World War III or any other major war in the future, um, how it will turn out. Because this is all written in hand, but nowadays we have social media. I'm even seeing stuff on Ukraine on TikTok. It's insane. I basically have war coverage of this video. <clears throat> These day, these things on the internet, like the internet now, like we have access to see these things. We see, um, like what people are going through. We see these footage of, like, from Ukraine. We see, like, Russian soldiers calling their mothers. We see, we see Russian soldiers dancing. I, have you seen the video of it? There's a Russian soldier who, like, was doing the moonwalk. There's a, or not a Russian. It was Ukrainian. A Ukrainian soldier doing the moonwalk. Like, just chilling in a field with some other people and just moonwalking. Nah, man. Uh, I didn't see those videos. I, I'm just... I'm just fascinated that the fact that how much has changed in these times, like, from World War II to now, and just reading these letters and then seeing what's going on today in the modern world is crazy. I honestly feel like history might repeat itself. Yeah. But I, th and it's but I think it'll just get worse. I mean, what God we... forbid it gets God forbid it gets worse, right? But like, um, I think I think people aren't taking this as seriously as as they should. Especially me. Like, I'm not taking this as seriously as I should. Like, I haven't really read up much on Ukraine. You know what I mean? Like, uh, or or Russia and Ukraine. You know, like the whole war and all that. You know, because uh, I just like I. I I don't know. I just, I, I'm not that, uh, I didn't really get, I don't know. I, I, I just wasn't so crazy about it, I guess. It's, it's kind of hard to believe that, you know, even if social media is around, like the very little information that people know and like the fact that we know so little is, and, and the fact that we're making jokes about these kind of things, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, like people are going off to war and like, you know, it's kind of ridiculous what's going on with like, you know, Putin and all that. Right. But, um, but I think it's a little, it's a little insulting, especially like, especially because there are a lot of people that are dying, you know, not just you know, soldiers, but, you know, women, children, non-binary people, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's surreal. It's, it's, it's even, um, it's even terrifying, you know what I mean? And, and you know, God forbid it gets worse, but like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't think, I don't think people are taking it as, as seriously as we should, you know, like, uh, maybe later I might like read up on it a bit more, but you know, it, it's just, and especially with social media, like we can do so much more with social media, but instead like, we're just, you know, we're just messing around and like, you know, making jokes about how Putin has like no bitches, something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous, man. Like it's, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's it's funny, obviously, right? Like, who wouldn't laugh? But, you know, at the same time, like, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just it's just painful to think about. And it's also embarrassing, especially coming from people who live in, like, the United States, right? One of the greatest countries in the world. And we're, it feels like we're doing nothing, you know what I mean? And, which we are, I'm pretty sure, right? Like, <laughs> like you know. I mean... 
militarily we're not doing much oh no, no, no but like but we are supplying you know yeah things for like ukraine and stuff because like obviously that's why gas prices are so damn high now right but you know um you actually see a lot of things talking that it's not necessarily like granted we have lost russian oil russia was a big supplier of oil and we're not accepting it anymore <clears throat> but i keep on seeing everywhere that like it's really these oil companies that are just gauging the prices like oil gets cheaper but gas is getting more expensive like it it, it doesn't make any sense hmm. yeah yeah anyways but i like that you brought up like the fact that we don't really not a lot of people don't really know what's going on and i think that's just because some people aren't willing to do the research not that I'm saying that, like, you're not willing to do any research or anything like that, but, like, a lot of people, um, like, we have access to a lot of information, like I said, through social media, through the internet, through all of this stuff. We have access to a lot of information, but sometimes some people just don't want to look at it. So, if you want to learn about something, you have the ability to. It's yeah. just that a lot of people choose not to. Yeah, but uh, but you know that's that's our world, and I, I'm I'm sure like I'm sure eventually you know like uh, as as a race as a whole, like you know as the human race as a whole, will everybody will probably change, and everybody will realize that you know that we have to start taking these things seriously, even if it's. Uh, to several people in the public eye that you know maybe it's it's not as engaging or it's not something they're they're they feel like they they'll get invested in you know because it's news but like we should know this stuff you know you're right like we have all this all these resources like fox cnn you know and we have all these social media platforms like facebook instagram <clears throat> and you know you hear more on Instagram than you probably do on like Google or something like that through like a CNN uh, website or Fox or anything like that, because not many people go on those places, you know, everybody gets their stuff on, you know, regular social media platforms, even Snapchat, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like it, it's crazy to imagine that like Snapchat also, you know, but yeah, yeah I follow the Washington post on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man but uh did you ever find those letters yeah i have them in front of me right now i can read you one of them i will go to the last parts because that's where the interesting stuff is i will read you a section from when he is in, actually in korea all right so okay. this is from uh december 30th 1945 so this is around the end of the war it says mm -hmm. now in context here these are to my great grandmother so that's who he's referring to when he says like you and stuff like that uh your wonder and worry are not not hearing from me in such a long time will probably be surpassed by your surprise at where i finally wound up i am in seoul the capital of korea where i am working with military government I had planned on going to Tokyo, but before my orders came through, a request came from Major General Archibald Vincent Arnold... Uh, what? From Major General... Okay. Governor of Korea, requesting me personally. This is initiated by my friend Joe Sturm, who is here, a lieutenant now. So they transferred me, and I was three weeks getting here by plane with stopovers in Tokyo and Kyushu. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, and I'm really sorry. Due to the fact that the whole trip was rather rugged, cold, and had no facilities for writing, I didn't get a chance to write. I have now been here about two weeks and had not had one minute to myself before today. The letter from General Arnold had given me a big build-up and there was much anticipation of my arrival. My reception was positively amazing with everyone raving about my bronze star and the job I was to get. I actually have a copy of like him receiving the... Bronze Star. That's that's pretty crazy. <laughs> the job will amaze you as it still amazes me. I am the manager of Kanibo Department Store, originally one of the nicer Japanese stores in Korea. The store is being run by the army for the army only. I have four GIs working for me and about 20 or 30 Koreans. 
I merchandise is Japanese pottery, Korean lacquerware, silk, brass items, and kimonos. The experience is maddening and absolutely unbelievable. To be in the middle of a Korean oriental shop and running it. And then he just goes on more about that. But yeah, that's I have a primary source in my hands, and it's insane. My great uncle is planning on probably turning this into a book. Like, I have all of the letters that he has written. Wow. I mean, I like that letter specifically. I mean, I mean, you know me, I like stories, but it was nice. It's like I was there in, in Korea with him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He puts a lot of detail into his letters, and, like, it's crazy. A lot of it, I'd say, like, the first few, like, I guess, volumes that I have are not, not really much is happening, because he's just in boot camp, like, training and stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. So the Oscars came out, and uh, honestly, man, honestly, uh, I'm kind of, like, 50-50 with the Oscars, man, because... This could have been one of the greatest Oscars, truly. truly. I, I truly believe that. I mean, of course, 2021 wasn't like a big year, like a big, big year for movies. Um, but it wasn't a, a necessarily a bad year either. I mean, I'm only going to talk about a few categories because I uh, there are a few movies that I haven't seen. <clears throat> I would like to talk about directing. Can I just say, can I just say, this category is airtight, which we've ever had to win. Like, well, I mean, no, no, I take that back. 2017 was a good year for the Oscars, considering like directing. We had La La Land, Hacksaw Ridge, Moonlight, blah, blah, blah. But this year, like, almost perfect. We had West Side Story, The Power of the Dog, Licorice Pizza, Drive My Car, and Belfast for directing nominations. And honestly, Belfast is probably the elephant in the room. In the room. Yeah, I repeated that. Because why? Because guess what film should have been nominated for that Oscar? Dude. Wasn't there. It wasn't there. You didn't hear me say it, bro. Can you believe that? I mean, wait, wait, anyway. what movie wasn't there? What movie wasn't there? Dune wasn't in the directing nominated movies. It was Belfast, <laughs> Drive My Car, Licorice Pizza, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. That is nuts. Nuts. I mean, because I've seen, I've seen every single movie. And I started Belfast. I got like halfway through. And, and that movie was very, very disengaging. Very disengaging. Um, but Dune was amazing. I mean, not only was it well directed, I mean, like it was, it was pretty well acted too. Like it was a fun time. Uh, but you know, the movies that were also nominated were Drive My Car. Honestly, I I really want that movie to win Best Director or at least Best Adapted Screenplay. I think that is one of the best stories we have not for an Oscar. Uh, licorice pizza is definitely not going to win. I know that for a fact. If it, if I had to like rank these in order on which would win, I'd say like the power of the dog is definitely going to win best director. And if it wasn't there, it would probably be drive my car. And then maybe, maybe no West side story would be third place and that would be licorice pizza. And that would be Belfast. And normally I think it's just because of the, the directing style and scale and honestly, Jane Campion, she's probably not my favorite director of all time, but she's she's done a phenomenal job with The Power of the Dog. And and I truly think she might take not only the directing nomination, but probably Best Picture. Um, <laughs> but I love my car. I mean, it's 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 a oh, my God, it's, it's such a tragic story. But at the same time, it like. It, it really hits your heart, you know, and in, in ways that you never even thought would be hit, right? Um, Do you want to give a quick synopsis? Because I've never seen it. Oh, Drive My Car. Let's see if I can give you a quick synopsis. So basically, Drive My Car is about this guy named Mr. Kafuku. 
I don't know if I'm saying that right. I hope I, I hope I am. Um, but basically, his wife died, and and two years later, he's he's in charge of directing this play. Uh, and throughout the process of that play, he kind of he kind of looks back at what he could have done differently, and you know all that, and it's it's amazing. The power of the dog is about. Um, Man, the power of the dog. <laughs> basically, it's about this guy who owns a ranch. And basically, his brother just got married. And wife and new, new nephew move into his ranch. And basically, it's just the entire time. You kind of just get to know this character played by Benedict Cumberbatch, who's you know, kind of hiding his sexuality. Um, it's And it's taken place during the 19th century. So, you know, imagine that 19th century America and, you know, having to hide your sexuality and all that, especially in the South. Like, it's crazy, man. You know, oh, you know. boy. And, uh, well, West Side Story, I already told you what West Side Story was. West Side Story is kind of like, you know, it's pretty much adapted from Romeo and Juliet, you know. Two rival gangs, but you know, one of them, uh, both gangs have like these two people who are like madly in love with each other, and like you know, it's crazy. And Belfast, I I couldn't tell you a single thing. That's what Belfast is about. <laughs> like I couldn't <laughs> tell you a single thing, man. Um. Anyways, and one more thing, I I'd say the. The adapted screenplay is definitely another category that almost was airtight. Also, I think the the only one that that was that should have been switched is probably the Lost Daughter that was written by Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's a good movie, but I thought that West Side Story would have probably gotten the adapted screenplay nomination. I thought Tony Kushner definitely should have deserved the nomination for that movie. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful script and also he's an incredible playwright and I, I don't know I, I think he deserved a lot more recognition than you know, you know yet I guess <laughs> but uh yeah and yeah also visual effects Spider-Man No Way Home 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 <laughs> actually thought freaking man like because I laughed at people who, who thought that Spider-Man No Way Home was going to get a Best Picture nomination. I would have left the country if that happened, bro. Like, I would have I would have fled the earth. I would have been like, no, this isn't happening. No. <laughs> movie theater on Mars. That movie is banned. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it was nuts, man. But, I mean, of course, it, der- it deserved, like, the visual effects nomination i mean there were a few like sketchy moments uh, uh i mean if you haven't seen spider-man no way home well sorry spoiler warning i guess but you remember the scene where like andrew garfield po- showed up and um wait what andrew garfield's in the movie nope. bro <laughs> you did not just do that to me right now oh, oh my god, my god. you saw the movie with your girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did. Well, yeah, you remember that scene where Andrew Garfield showed up for the first time? Like, homie looked like a mannequin. I was like, what, what the hell's going on here? Like, I'm, <laughs> I thought I was watching a good movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, Bro, I'm yeah. sorry. But, like, the visual effects when Toby came in in, like, his gray outfit, like, I was just like, Dude, the color correction right there was poorly done. It was just, ah! <laughs> ugh. I mean, there was there were moments where like the visual <laughs> effects were like on point, and then there were moments where I'm just like, bro, on this, <laughs> like, what what the hell is happening, man? I'm, yeah. I know could- this isn't this isn't a part of our category, but I just want to briefly talk about the Batman. Um, I thought I thought it was way better than No Way Home, and I also thought it was way better than The Dark Knight and the batman begins and the dark knight rises and i think it's probably one of the greatest batman movies ever made and probably the greatest batman movie ever made and yeah i i think a few people a few because i don't know people are very attracted to um heath ledger 
and I'm not surprised. I mean, he was a very attractive man, but um, you see, I think that's like the only thing that people talk about when they watch the movie, though. You know what I'm saying? But like when I watch yeah, the Bat, but when I watch the Batman, like we everything in that movie. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, I have, I have, but we'll go into a deeper I've, dive in the Batman. Uh, uh, okay. next episode we'll do that next episode because we got another thing that's pretty hot that we got to talk about all right we got to talk about euphoria euphoria bro euphoria fucking nate jacobs i don't know her last name and then we got lexi and then we got fez bro we got so many things to talk about oh boy all righty so you start it you start it Oh boy. So I got into Euphoria because I was just like, you know what? My girlfriend watches it. I'm going to check it out. And I was hooked, if I'm being honest. I was hooked. I, I got addicted, just like Rue got addicted to those pills. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm hey, just yo. kidding. <laughs> we on drug abuse. Um. Uh, spoilers for Euphoria seasons one and season two. That's all I'm going to say. But I'd say when you see the title Euphoria, that word could apply to every single element of the show. The cinematography, the lighting, the story, like just everything about it. Euphoria is the perfect word to just sum it all up. The show is just like it's pacing, like just everything. I noticed that a lot of the scenes are not in chronological order. It jumps back and forth a lot. And that's what I mean when I say like the pacing, the cinematography, because the fact that it was like shot like that, that you're bouncing back to different places at once, you never get like a true grasp of everything that's going on. Yeah. Kind of similar to drugs. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, yeah, that's true. But um, not 100%. And I really love both seasons. Like, I do believe that the first season's much better when it comes to character development and kind of balancing out every single character. Um, I definitely do believe that the reason that is possible is because is practically in the same setting all the time so it allows it allows the characters to kind of just like interact with their own situations while the story invests audience you know what i mean and on top of that you know what i mean like uh especially in season one oh my lord season one is so so great man like like I got so attached to all the characters and let me just say I think all the actors in that show are fantastic all the actors actresses I do believe that season two is good but I do think that it kind of falls a bit on that sense of uh you know dealing with all the characters in one place uh, because now they're all spread apart. And I don't want to spoil too much. I mean, this isn't necessarily a show you should spoil. Um, I mean, um, we probably will. But but it's really, really good. And uh, and honestly, I think it's... People say it's it's not suited to, uh, to real teenage experience, but actually kind of is. I mean, of course, you know, not many people go through drug abuse, right? But like... It's not just that, but it's kind of like, um, like Nate Jacobs, for example, you know, like his father, you know, he wasn't really, uh, his father wasn't really accepting of him of, uh, being homosexual and, you know, and since Cal, you know, Nate's dad, um, since he wasn't, since he never had the privilege to kind of express himself, you know, and his sexuality and, especially since he got his wife pregnant in his early teens, you know, he left on Nate because of that. And he never really was a father, you know, that's why Nate is so, so angry and so violent and he takes it out on other people, you know, 
And while that sounds pretty simple, it's the way they express it in the show. And it definitely is possible because of Sam Levinson. And I always forget the cinematographer's name, but both of those guys are like up when it comes to visual storytelling. I mean, I think both of them have a brilliant idea when it comes to lighting a scene, especially because the lighting is used as a emotional outline on how the characters feel in a certain moment. And, and it's, it's just phenomenal. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, homie? Well, I mean, I already said, like, I really enjoy the show. I do disagree with you, though, in the second season where you talk about how all the characters are mainly spread apart. Because the ending, the, the end of it, Lexi's play, that's where everything comes together, I'd say. Like, all of the different storylines that, that you talk about in the season, like Rue and Cassie and all, like, Cassie, the... Getting with Nate behind uh, Maddie back, Rue struggling with like, with her addiction again, fully relapsing after like quote unquote going to like rehab stuff like that. All of the stories that are told within the season all come together by the end in Lexi's play. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I I agree with that, but it's not just Lexi's play. I'm talking about for like the entire show, like. Uh... Season one, there were like just a few moments like parties, like, you know, that's when our characters are normally around or in like the carnival scene, you know what I mean? And a few of the characters in season two were definitely underdeveloped uh, and mostly because there has been some problems on set this season with Sam Levinson and like disagreements with his actors when it came to like um, how a character should be portrayed. Um, Like the person who plays Cat, Barbie Ferreira. Uh, she was her character. Cat was very underdeveloped this season. Very, very underdeveloped. And um, oh yeah, I agree with that. Because in the kind first of... season, she she was like fucking girl boss times fucking fifteen. You know what I mean? Like it was it was nuts what she was doing, and it was cool too. Because like I thought I thought they were just gonna go full on with like the regular oh like all oh, fat girl trope. You know, like oh I'm so depressed. But no, like she like. She was empowering herself, bro. She was like, yes. Like, let's go, bro. Like, girl boss up in this. No, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but, like, I don't care about it. Like, it was, <laughs> it was so sick, bro. I was like, yo, let's go, bro. Like, congratulations. <laughs> and, like, um, and, and it was pretty nice. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but I guess this season they just didn't do too much. And there has been a lot of criticism with Jules as well about being underdeveloped. I guess... Uh, I guess it's nah. like a 50, I guess it's like a 50-50 for me because like I can understand that but also at the same time I think they use Jules and like Rue's perspective. So like every time something happened with Jules it was Rue's perspective, I guess. You know what I mean? And then there were the like there, there were the moments where like Jules were had a little more screen time because she was with Elliot and she was kind of herself and her feelings right like and, and that's why you know elliot that's why she kissed elliot right because like elliot was actually giving her some attention and like you know and since rue was relapsing um you know bugs kind of messed up her and i think she was also still angry at at jules for leaving her at the train station so i guess that caused her to um kind of just not give her as much attention as like she, you know, she would if, you know, because we know that Rue still cares about Jules, right? Like, no kidding. They, those two characters really love each other. But this season, it was kind of just like a, a battle between the two. And it definitely caused Jules to be a little more distant. I don't know. But yeah, nah, Jules sucks. I'm glad I didn't get to see her because she sucks. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> <laughs> no, nah, she's just not a good person. Like, during the whole intervention thing like i'm just like nah like anything that she said like i did not listen to i was which like, one nah. jules like everything that she said at rue's intervention was just like i don't care what you have to say because like the things that she did was just like nah nah well rue wasn't a good person dude 
I mean, of course, Jules. There, like, nobody is. Nobody in this show is a good oh, person. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody in this show is a good person. Yeah, no, for sure. But like, of course, like, yeah, Jules, like she, she kind of, she kissed Elliot and I don't know, maybe she even slept with him, but it's because she was sad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the scene where, oh my God, no, I'm not even going to talk about this scene, but pretty much they were getting a little close and, and Rue was just like not feeling it. You know what I mean? And especially because she was like really drugged up. That's why. But, you know, so, like, it kind of hurt Jules' feelings, you know. Of course, she cheated, you know, that's not right, but still. And also, like, <laughs> Jules... <laughs> no, Jules... because the fact that you just said, you know, she cheated, which isn't okay, but... <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm drinking water, relax. Um, anyways, like... Much, uh... Oh, yeah, and then, like, and it was true what Rue, what Rue said, like, she loves being loved. Like, she really likes it when people give her attention, which is a really big problem <laughs> because it's like she's an attention whore. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, <laughs> uh, and but Rue's not a great person either. I mean, oh my God. Oh, like, she oh is, boy. She is like straight up a, a horrible human being. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. And season two put that on full display. For sure. Like full display. She, she went full out, bro. Like it was nuts. Like she made everybody feel bad. Like I was like, bro, like if it was her friend and she said that to me, I swear to God, I would have put her on a headlock and I would have bashed her ass to like the wall, man. Like that, like that does not slide, bro. Like that is that is messed up saying like not just to Jules but to like Elliot you know or to anybody especially Cassie <laughs> she's like Cassie how long how long uh, how long have you been fucking Nate Jacobs I'm like bro oh that was out of pocket that was so out of pocket but like oh my god <laughs> I was like bro Cassie's about to die <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no way she just said that, man. No, nah, but on top of that, Cassie just, like, ruined Lexi's play. Well, not really. I mean, like, she kind of, she almost ruined it until, like, Lexi, unless, if, if it wasn't for Lexi, like, kind of composing herself. You know what I mean? Hey, guys, that was actually a part of the show. Like, what are you talking about? That was completely scripted. I love I love Lexi and Cassie's mom, man. Like she's so oh, yeah. funny, especially during the <laughs> yeah. play, bro. She was laughing at herself. <laughs> she was like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, bro. If that was me, I would be like, yes, laugh at oh, me. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, hundred percent. It was crazy. Yes, bro. But we got to talk about Nate Jacobs, all right? Like, look, man, before we talk about Nate Jacobs, we have to talk about Jacob Alordi, all right? This homie is probably one of the best actors so far. And, and which is kind of funny because he his his past record is, like, really generic Netflix movies like The Kissing Booth. Right, this movie <laughs> called Two Hearts. Like they were really bad movies, and he admitted it too. Like he was so subtle about it, but like not so subtle. Like okay, look. So like uh, the other day, I was I was just watching a video. It popped up on my on my recommended on YouTube, and pretty much it was Nate Jacobs' opinion on the Kissing Booth two. And oh, you that. called him Nate Jacobs. That's kind of funny. Nate, fuck <laughs> Jacob Alordi. <laughs> hey man, sorry, Jacob Alordi. Um. So it was, uh, so Jacob Elordi was, you know, giving his personal opinion on like the movie because he knew the movie was bad. That's why he hasn't seen it either. And like, he was asked about the movie by like some random person. He was like, come on, like, do you really think that it's a good movie? Like, no, it's not. You know what I mean? And, and it's not because like, <clears throat> and he doesn't like hate anybody, you know what I mean? But like he wishes like there could be better films. Like I, I've seen it. Like he, he, he has that heart for film, and he, he really shows that he wants to do better. And it definitely shows in his performance as Nate Jacobs. Like Jesus Christ, if even though Euphoria is a TV show, like straight up, these could literally be like miniature movies, man. Like seriously, like they're an hour each. This can 
literally be <laughs> a complete like how many episodes are there? Sixteen now? This could be literally sixteen movies already. <laughs> like oh it's yeah, crazy, that's bro. that's like the structure of a lot of these like streaming shows. Like the shows that are like only on like streaming services. Yeah, like dude, they're like hour long episodes. Like it's crazy. The Witcher, The Witcher, um, Euphoria. I want to say Stranger Things, but I'm not too sure. I don't remember how long Stranger Things episodes were. I mean, they're almost an hour, but like I'd say Stranger Things is probably like it, it feels a little more like a TV show than a movie. Like, if, oh yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say I'd say the pilot episode of The Walking Dead definitely feels like a movie. I don't remember if you watched it with me or not i can't remember no i did not yeah but anyways back to nate jacobs back to he's obsessing over this man he's i'm sorry bro like just the way you're talking about him i feel like you're like you're like you're like giddy and stuff you're like oh my god nate jacobs guys sorry (laughs) anyways anyways we gotta compose ourselves arnie stop distracting me okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm just playing no um so basically i think belordi is probably one of the best actors on this show when like in terms of just playing his character because nate jacobs is the most terrifying human being i've ever seen in my entire life it is nuts homie literally put a gun to his head he was willing to commit suicide right in front of Lex. Uh, uh what, what's her face? Maddie, if she didn't give her the, if she didn't give him the CD, and then afterwards he was like, "Hey, hey, relax." I swear to God, man, if this homie said, "Hey, it was just a prank," I'm like, "Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what are you saying?" <laughs> they missed out on a epic. Uh, it's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. A prank. <laughs> <laughs> about to say bro you're on mtv like relax it was just it was just a joke <laughs> we're live right now the camera's in the corner <laughs> the fuck, bro? oh my god but yeah i don't know what are your thoughts on jacob Bellorty, bro no definitely he killed it i'd say like every actor killed it in the show like yeah. this show making careers making Ooh, hun- career hunter for i mean Aside from Zendaya already having a career, I mean her 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 track record was mostly Disney shows. Aside from like Dune and and, and Spider Man No Way, like in the Spider Man movies, but like her I'm track sure Zendaya has been in more. I mean, you know, but like her her other movies were like Disney movies. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the equivalent of like those really cheesy Netflix movies that come hold, up, out. hold up, hold up. <laughs> we about to look up Zendaya's. Uh... <laughs> Zendaya's track record. Oh, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see what think, she's in. All right. I think everybody knows Zendaya from freaking Shake It Up, bro. Like, if you don't, that's that's cap. That's cap, bro. I mean, you know, up. did you know that Zendaya was in Super Buddies? How was she? Oh, wait, oh, yeah, she, she was, was in uh, she was in The Greatest Showman and she was also in Malcolm and Marie. Oh my god, I completely forgot yeah. about that. But yeah, I do see the Disney stuff. Yeah. She was in Zapped. Zapped. Uh, but yeah, you know. And there's also Hunter Schaefer, who plays Jules. She's she's a phenomenal actress, bro. Oh my god. She's Angus nuts. Cloud. Angus Cloud. Oh my god, that's the homie. He's on interviews too. He's just like, man. <laughs> I'm just like, I right, fine. <laughs> it's crazy though. Like, I really hope, like, after the show, because I'm sure this show is not going to last forever, right? But I really hope after the show, a lot of these people can, a lot of these actors and actresses can, can definitely um, from this. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's definitely uh, a privilege that they should definitely take advantage of after the show's over. So, you know, I don't know. But yeah, yeah I think we're going to I I think we're going to end it here, man. I mean, it's pretty I think I think we've said enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is short, dude. You know, like we're hanging this whole podcast thing. We're still trying to figure out the right setup for everything. Like we're just 
trying to we're just trying to get our like bearings figure everything out if you guys have any suggestions for us just remember hit up that google form we'll take any suggestions any questions any topic ideas just hit us up there uh we do have instagram if you guys want to follow us on instagram keep up with what we're doing you know that's where we'll be posting updates on whether episodes will be out you'll see some highlights from other episodes and everything will be on Instagram. We also have a TikTok that also just, that's just some clips from other episodes. So just please just give us a follow over there. Midnight Monumental. Both of those, Midnight Monumental, all lowercase, no space, nothing like that. And uh, if you're on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. If you guys are on Spotify, just make sure to rate us and give us a follow. All right. Thank you very much for spending your night with us. This has been Night and before, Arnie, before so we go, out. before, before we go, later. before, don't stop, stop. Before we go, before we go stop Arnold. Before we go, as <laughs> do you believe that we should stop talking about politics or diversity, or at least if we are, maybe have a little more structure on it. Let us know, please. We sound we sound very uninformed. I, I we we sound very uninformed, but it's okay. Yes. Like I said, if you got anything, just hit us up in the Google form. We'll be over there. Links we'll, to it. We YouTube. we will make sure to we will make sure to be as professional as possible when it comes to like politics and stuff because we don't necessarily want to talk about those things. But you know, it's like it's just something we want to. Well, I mean, I don't think it's not something we don't want to talk about, but we don't want to. We don't want to start some sort of controversy or, or have like the uh, the wrong idea. You know, everything we say here is just like completely informative and factual and, and obviously some some bias, you know, some opinionated, you know, uh, statements. But it's not like so far to the fact where I, I, I call someone out or something like that. You know what I mean? This is this is strictly, <laughs> this is strictly like between, you know. Us. Us meaning Arnold and I and the audience. Okay. Chorus. Yeah, it's just but... a conversation, just a friendly conversation about the world and everything that's going on around us. But anyways, if you do have anything you want us to say, leave us a comment on YouTube, hit up that Google form. We'll be we'll see you guys in a bit. Don't worry. We'll try to be more consistent. We're not gonna be gone for two months. You'll hear from us again soon. But other than that, have a great night, everybody. I I love you.